0: Hello again, friends, and welcome back to Doing the Ditch podcast presented by Water and Media. As always, I'm Grady Edwards, joined by the now famous, if he wasn't famous before, you're famous now, Captain Greg Parker. Captain Greg, we appreciate you uh, uh, tuning in with us and calling in with us. I uh, know you had another uh, long and, and somewhat trying uh, day today as, as part of your journey, but we want to catch in because we missed yesterday with you. Uh, we want to make sure that we get a recap of the last two days. So tell us where you've been and, and if anything interesting happened along uh last two days.
1: Great, I, I will. And last night was, uh, last night missing that was entirely my fault. I, uh, I have to be honest with you. It's kind of caught up with us, um, it, fighting the fighting the weather, fighting the water. It's been uh, it's been kind of uphill the last two or three days, and uh, last night I have to be perfectly honest with you and with anybody listening. Um, we had had all we wanted. We we got in kind of late because of some storms, and uh, and I we just had to cash it in. So uh, my apologies, Grady, for not getting in touch with you, man. But it's uh, it has been tough like that. But we left uh, we left Fernandina Beach, and man, it was good. It was it was what you would want to call a bluebird day. Uh, and we we almost almost call it uneventful getting to uh, Saint Augustine. And we got to the conch house. We took on fuel, and we were sitting there um, sitting there waiting to pay for the fuel. And Jeff was looking at the radar, and he said. He said, man, it's going to come unglued around this place around two o'clock. Well, it was like 1245 at that point. So we were talking about how we wanted to handle the situation and where we're going to move our fire weather gear, you know, to, to get easy access and started stowing things on the boat, uh, that we had it pulled out because the weather was so good. So we started preparing the boat and, um, uh, Great it didn't make it that long. Uh it made it to like one fifteen and we never we never got we got under the the Bridge of Lions in uh in St. Aug and by one fifteen uh the hinges came off this thing. And but we uh we fought it literally all day. The water was, was pretty the wind and the water were, were kind of fighting each other, which made us having to fight. But the rain and, and whatnot that was coming across the state, you could just watch it training from kind like a southwest, northeast. And it, it just peppered us for a right good while. And as we were getting to Daytona, we were literally a mile and a half because there was actually a sign on the bridge that said Halifax Harbor Marina. That's how we knew we were that close. It was It was so bad, we couldn't even watch the GPS. We just knew what mark, and we had to hang a hard right to get into the marina. But we were literally a mile and a half, and it started lightning. It was, honest to goodness, severe lightning. But there we were. uh, We are on a low-profile boat. We felt relatively cool about it. You know, nothing to draw, you know, a lightning strike versus a a sport fisherman or a sailman. Sailboat mast, but regardless, uh, you know we're, we're open targets out there. But anyway, we limped in and we slid it right up on the fuel dock and ran into the marina to the ship store, and we sat there and just watched it storm. And we we were really late. We did we couldn't take on fuel. You can't you obviously can't pump fuel with lightning striking. So we um, we got it tied up and um, we got back on. So we had a late start today. And we, uh, we had a lot of stuff on the boat that we had to, to dry, take to the hotel, and, and make arrangements to get that back in some order. But today we had another good morning. We started hitting the long, no-wake zones today, uh, leaving Daytona. And that, that held us up a little bit. But as we kept going, we, we started hitting, and if you look at the map, You'll see that the kind of the, the wide bodies of water coming into Melbourne, Cocoa, uh, Cape Canaveral area, they're, they're wide bodies of water, Grady, but they're shallow. And everything we looked at today, uh, early, early this morning, we had three sites we go to. Nothing predicted a wind worse than the southwest at nine. Grady, I'm telling you, I, I will eat this telephone if it was not 20 to. Twenty-five, and those wide bodies of water are susceptible to to that kind of wind. And being shallow, it was a very very lumpy ride. And it was so hot you couldn't put the fire weather gear on. So we started, we really just started taking it right in the teeth. Mosquito Lagoon was bad, and the Indian River. I don't know what upset the Indian River, but something something really got under its skin today. It was as bad as I've ever seen it, as many times as I've transitioned through it. Honest to goodness, I, Jeff even commented, he said, I've never seen this stretch in any worse conditions. But, uh, man, we were so We got the Vero late, and uh, real late, actually. We had to phone the marina, and they they assigned us a spot. And when we got there, it was... It was like a ghost time, but, um, but we got the hotel about seven we've done some laundry and, um, uh, we're getting ready to call it a day once again, but, um, she was tough out there, buddy.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. And, uh, I, I kind of feel your, uh, assessment. Uh, and like I said, I, I, uh, when you're boating, I, I don't, I don't think people realize sometimes if, if they're maybe if they're new to boating, how much boating can, I don't care what type of boating you're doing, if it's inshore, offshore, lake, whatever, if you're out in a boat all, all day, it takes a lot out of you physically. Um, so how are you you know, keeping up, and mentally, I would, I would even argue, um, maybe more so mentally than physically sometimes, but uh, how are you uh, holding out endurance? Because we're already at, I, this is our 10th podcast, so it's got to be close to the 10th day, that you've been um, doing this journey. How are you and, and, and Captain Jeff holding up endurance-wise, and what are some of the things that you're trying to utilize to kind of stay engaged and focused and and strong?
1: Grady, to be perfectly honest with you, like I said, we, we missed last night's uh, podcast simply because of, of fatigue. I mean, there's, there's no other way to say it. Nobody on this boat is... We don't have to prove a thing. We um, we really don't. This is not a he-man contest, and uh, we're very quick because of the years we've done it, the experience we have. We're very quick to tell each other, uh, "Hey, man, look, I'm, I'm not quite as sharp right this point as I want to be," and uh, and I made my bones about it. I, I told Jeff, I told Jeff yesterday. Uh, I said, Jeff, I said, you're going to have to take the helm for about 15 minutes and let me literally gather myself. Because I admitted, and to your point, physically, yes. I I will say our ankles have stayed swollen from the standing and the beating. Um, Our knees, we were commenting at dinner, how bad our knees are starting to hurt uh, because of today. But, I mean, you keep in mind, this is a flat-bottom skiff. There is no point of entry. Like uh, like a traditional V so I'm going to use the term "busting water" uh, or "plowing water," and I mean it is it does add a different element to the physicality of what you are you're, you're experiencing. But the mental part of staying focused, watching, because it is low profile, you don't want to bury the nose, you don't want to pitch pole in the boat, you don't want something over the stern. It's a constant. Uh, it's a constant updating of your mental state, and you you can get so focused on what you're doing you don't even hear the engine, and that happened to me about three times a day. I mean, I really I was not even cognizant of the fact that the engine was was running, and I looked down and we we're turning up 3800. But Jeff Jeff said yesterday he said he said man he, he he slid over he said look he said take it for a minute I've got to sit down so it's 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 a beating in a situation like this, but again, we're not trying to prove anything. We're, we're safety is, is paramount, and we're not we're, we're not going to uh, sacrifice ourselves or the boat or or anything to to keep a schedule. I mean, that's that's the worst thing you can do is set a schedule on a boat trip because it's that's when someone gets hurt. But uh, but no, it will take it out of you. And to your point again, being in the sun all day or being just trying to maintain your balance if you're offshore where it's a constant rolling. And with you doing your podcast and, and working with uh, a tuna fisherman out of Wanchi, you've been offshore so many times now, you understand the rolling and, and literally the, tonight I jumped in the shower. The moment I closed my eyes, I felt, I felt the shower move. Well, that that's not uncommon. Um, uh, once you once you've been on it long enough and, and you your body gets that accustomed but it's um it, it's, it's a physical toll and i have to I, I i'll be the first one to stand up and admit it's hit it it hit last night and we got through we had a good day up to a point today and you know tomorrow we'll get to lauderdale and uh you know we we, we can see the light at the end of the tunnel from a from a physical standpoint but um but it, it can take a toll. There's no question, Gray.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And like I said, I'm, to your point, I'm, I'm I, you know, consider myself fairly, you know, active, fairly fit, fairly uh, good when it comes to rough seas. And, and there are times, like I said, even inshore, where, uh, you know, you gotta, you got and that's again back to your point about having someone on the boat that you trust. Sometimes you gotta, you do know, pause, take a break, regroup. Um, you know, especially if you're out there for an extended period of time. So kudos to you guys for, uh, you know, having that um, relationship and, and and being able to kind of rely on each other. Um, you kind of mentioned it a little bit uh, just a second ago about uh, Fort Lauderdale, I believe. So tell us, kind of uh, fill us in about where you're going tomorrow and, and, you know, how many days do you anticipate until reaching your final destination of Miami? Great. We, with,
1: with, with, all all luck, all, everything on our side, we should arrive in Lauderdale um, tomorrow. And I can't quote the mileage. It's 117 miles or something maybe. But, um, but we'll leave Vero as early as we can. We didn't take on fuel tonight, obviously. Like I said, the marina was closed, so we'll have to take that. We'll get a late jump again. But, um, but when we get there, this family uh contacted us through the Whole Truth website. Very first post I put out there and announced this thing. His family contacted us and they they've offered their, their home, the vehicle, the dock, um, and they've been in constant contact. This guy's a long long time ICW cruiser. He's given us tips on both land and and uh, sea. Uh, to what to look for. He, he's been extremely helpful, uh, honest to goodness. And um, we're very anxious to get to his place tomorrow to meet he and his wife. And he tells me his daughter, uh, is down from Boston, so um, we'll, we'll get a chance to meet some of his family as well. Um, so that'll put, us, that'll put us tomorrow being Sunday. And then Monday we're going to run to Miami. We're going to double back to his dock in uh, Lauderdale. And then um, the transport company is going to meet us and um, we could get on the trailer late Monday afternoon or it very well could be Tuesday, you know, early mid morning. And then um, adventure two is going to make our way home and we're going to follow as best we can.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, that sounds great, Greg. And like I said, we'll be with you every step of the way. Here's hoping for, uh, good weather tomorrow and uh, safe travels. And like I said, we will be right back with you uh, tomorrow for our daily podcast. So for Captain Greg, my name again is Grady Edwards of Waterman Media, uh, encouraging you to follow us at www.doingtheditch.com. It's not too late. There's still a lot of uh, the trip to see, still a lot of the ICW to see. Follow along with Captain Greg and Captain Jaff interact with us, ask us questions, leave comments. And like I said, we'd love to uh, maybe even uh, hook up with you somewhere along the ICW. So again, I'm Grady Edwards for Waterman Media, thanking you, sincerely thanking you for tuning in to Doing the Dish podcast and leaving you with this. Don't wait to live, reach out and grab it all.